And you don't want anybody to feel like they're a failure or feel guilty or feel worse on themselves. You know, I mean, you know, I always tell people don't feel bad about choices that you made when you were in survival mode. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lessa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, be it babe. All right. We have a hot topic. I think it's a hot topic. It's a topic that I've been interested in for a really long time. Um, <laughs> um, and you'll hear how I found out about our guest. Um, and she didn't even know the story. So I got to tell it to her on the air. Uh, but our guest is Rebecca Zung. And she is an incredible person. You probably have heard from her because she helps you negotiate with narcissists. And she shares narcissism, covert narcissism, and how we can work like lead our lives when we find ourselves in a in a relationship with a narcissist, whether it's work or personal in this episode, which I am so excited about because one of the things that um, I think would be really hard when you're being it till you see it is the people around you. They can make it very difficult and you can be the strongest, most amazing person at work. And then at home, you feel like you're not or vice versa. And, um, and so she explains this whole thing so well and why and how the narcissist can enmesh themselves into your world and how you can untangle that web. And also I just, um, you know, I love the be at action times. I really do. So, but I do, I do love this one. I think it's really incredible. And what I hope is that this is an episode that you re-listen to, that you share a lot. Um, because the truth is, is that whether you are dealing with a narcissist right now or someone else, you know, is, and, um, they are around us and we're going to have to deal with them in different situations all the time. And so hopefully this episode arms you with the tools you need to deal with a narcissist in your life or prevent one from coming into your life in the future. Um, as always, we do love when you share the show, so please make sure you do that. And there's some great links in the show notes, um, for her book that you can pre-order. Um, at the time this comes out, if you're listening to it after it came out, you can order. <laughs> um, but also, um, she's giving away some amazing content to support you in your journey with um, getting out of people's narcissistic relationships that you might be in. So here she is, Rebecca Zung. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! 
All right, be it, babe. I am beyond excited about this exact moment. I don't actually think our guest even knows how this happened. So I've had her name on the list to talk to her on this podcast since the day it started. She's been on the wish list since it started because I heard her on two other podcasts. And I was like, this woman has to come on because what she talks about is what we all deal with all the time. And how on earth can we be it till we see it with narcissists in our lives? <laughs> so I had her on my wish list. And I remember, okay, we're going to do a quick little uh, little story. So I've talked to you all on the pod about how I had this one random girls date where I met these girls and we all said, let's go to Vegas. I live in Vegas. So they came here and we're sitting around having drinks. And I said, yeah, I really, um, I have a wish list of a couple people that I've been wanting to get on the pod. And one of the girls was like, well, who is it? And I said, well, I'd love to get Rebecca Zunk on the pod. And she said, oh, she's a friend of mine. Let me see if I can make that happen. And I, now you're here. So you guys, our guest today is Rebecca Zung. <laughs> oh, who was it? <laughs> Carrie Ford. Oh, yeah, that's right. Carrie, I love Carrie. <laughs> Shout out to Carrie. Yeah, we love Carrie. Her episode is probably one of the most top downloaded ones. So everyone loves Carrie. But that's how you got here. And uh, I'm a fangirl a little bit. But I'm going to first let you tell everyone who you are and what you're amazing at. My name is Rebecca Zung, and I'm an attorney by trade. But what I really do now is I teach people how to negotiate with narcissists. It's such a weird thing to say, like when I'm at cocktail parties and things <laughs> like that. I, I always joke that people used to really run away when I told them that I, that I was a divorce attorney. Now they're all like, oh my God, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I feel like there's like a narcissistic epidemic or pan, a pan, I don't know what you call it, but they're just feeling yeah, like everywhere. Epidemic is, yeah, I think so too, for sure. So yeah. can we just take a brief, I'm um, like, how did you go from being a divorce attorney to being someone who helps people with narcissists? Well, it really happened during COVID. I was, I had dealt with a narcissistic business partner, Prior to COVID, I, I had really kind of merged my practice a little bit before that to do entrepreneurial things. And I ended up with a covert narcissistic business partner who ended up, she was a woman and somebody who everybody thought was amazing and wonderful and humble and kind. And the thing that everybody thinks when, when you're dealing with a covert narcissist, right? And I, prior to that, I thought narcissists were all male blowhards, misogynistic, you know, rule the room kind of, that's what I thought a narcissist was. And when I was dealing with this particular person, it was really one of the most horrible, ex heinous experiences of my life. It, it, it brought back feelings of when I had been bullied as a kid and it caused a lot of trauma. I always say drama, trauma, and chaos. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, in my life. And this somebody had said to me, oh, she's a covert narcissist. And I was like, okay, what is that? So I ended up reading a whole bunch of books on narcissism, not because, oh, I was going to end up teaching this stuff, but because I wanted to know about it for myself. I had already separately been speaking a lot about negotiation, and I was even the keynote speaker for the American Bar Association on the topic of negotiation. I had written a book on the topic of negotiation. So it was a natural fit for me to actually start applying what I was learning about narcissists to negotiation at that time. Wow. And then COVID hit. Then COVID hit. And so when COVID hit, I couldn't practice law. I was really flying between LA and Florida, which is where my practice was. And 
I just started talking about how to negotiate with a narcissist on YouTube. <laughs> and here we are like two and a half years later, and I have close to 40 million views on YouTube. And I have a podcast and a book coming out later this year on how to negotiate with a narcissist. And oh my. I don't even practice law anymore. So yeah, there <laughs> you go. Is, I What I love about your story is like, you weren't set out to like, now I'm going to teach people this. It was kind of like, you were trying to figure out how to like, how to actually survive your own situation. So you could not, I mean, gosh, drama, trauma and chaos, but also just like the, the rent space that that person takes up in your head on a totally. daily basis when you feel totally. like you're being bullied or like misunderstood at work. Um, and so, but I also think it's really cool to hear that because I think a lot of people when they're being it till they see it, they, for, they don't give credit to the past and like who they, all the, all the skills that they already have. So you were actually just taking one thing you already do really well. And then you're like, well, let me do this. And also during COVID when everyone's locked inside with their narcissist <laughs> family yeah. member or something. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Can we just take a step back for the people we did a little explaining about covert narcissist, but can we just do a little like one oh one? how does someone know they're dealing with a narcissist in their life? Well, it's so interesting because they start off being the most charming, charismatic, personable person you've ever met. And that's the thing that's so interesting about it because they know how to make you also feel like you are the most incredible person. And that together, you have to be together, whether it's business or personal like, where have you guys been as far as being together all of your lives? You know, the, the, the universe has put you together. You are soulmates. You, that you were destined to be together. And so therefore you shouldn't wait. You should get immediately to the next step. And so they look to get to that next step and lock you in as fast as possible. It, you know, whether it's going to Vegas to get married or locking you into being a business partner right away, you know, which was my situation. And, you know, and, and I always remind people, they don't attach themselves to you because you have so little value. They attach themselves to you because you have so much value, even though they're devaluing you right away. They look for someone who's going to be a great source of supply for them, whether oh. it's making them look good or giving them, you know, their ego looks good because they're with you or they are, you're going to be a great business partner for them because you're going to feed them a lot of things, or you're going to be a great romantic partner because you're either going to give them lots of adulation or you look good on their arm or you have lots of money or whatever it's going to be. Right. Mm. So they, they look for someone who's going to feed something within them because they're so empty inside. I love that you said that. I hope everyone like heard that they aren't targeting you or picking you because you have little value. It's because you have so much. It's because they see something that they can use in you. And I think that's such an important thing to, to say because I do hear, especially women, they're like, how did I get in this situation again? How did this happen? It's like, well, it's not necessarily that every single one has like, they're not carrying a narcissistic flag for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> to see. Like there's here's your red flag for that. But and also it's very flattering. But I think we can get so hard on ourselves when we find ourselves in this situation. I don't know if like if you or people you've worked with like get like find themselves like blaming themselves for putting themselves in a situation with a narcissist. Well, of course they do, but you know, you can't blame yourself because they're really, really good. They, I mean, one of the other things they have this amazing skill at is what we call mirror neurons. I mean, they, they are very, very good at reading people. And so they know how to read you and become exactly what it is that you want, exactly what it is that you need. And they also are good at spotting your kind of core wounds mm. and and being sort of the salve for those core wounds at that time. You know, I can tell that, you know, you had this or whatever, and I will love you forever. You know, I will be the one, I can be your savior. I can love you, you know, and then if, especially if you also have this need to save this person, you know, and they had something in their childhood or whatever, you know, they'll be that thing so that you can go, I can save you. I will love you. I will pour all of this into you. And they're very, very good at that too. And yeah. so it becomes this, this, you know, very symbiotic type of relationship yeah. almost from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I can picture that. Um, so I guess like, obviously you have, you know, so many videos and in, in all of your books, but one of the things I was thinking about when I wanted to on the show is like trying to be the person you want to be like acting as if like taking, making your new company or, or trying to leave a job or whatever it is. Unfortunately, we might encounter a narcissist or end up, we maybe we're already in a relationship with one. How do you, like, what are your suggestions or tips for people who are trying to do, like, be themselves, go off, try something new, and and yet they have a narcissist around them? Like, is there something that they can do, say, <laughs> are there steps that they can do? <laughs> you mean, what can they do to, you know, get started? Yeah, I guess, like, get goes? started or, like, or how, I guess maybe the next question, and maybe that's where my brain is going, is, like, what happens when they're tr like taking on their goals and a narcissist is trying to hold them back? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's going to happen. It, I mean, it, we're kind of like jumping from one end of the relationship to the other. Yeah. You know, and, and I kind of feel like maybe I should fill in the gap a yeah. little bit Let's between that. Yeah. I mean, because they, y y you go from, that love bomb stage, is, which is what I was sort of talking about at the beginning there, even though there's nothing to do with love, it's really all a manipulation to the devalue stage, to uh, to the discard stage. And it's not linear, by the way. I mean, they kind of jump from one to back to the other whenever they need to. And so then when you get into that discard phase, whether you're discarding or they are, you've been so conditioned at that point and your brain is, you know, so it's so difficult for you at that point to, it, 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 you, it's really hard. You know, sometimes people refer to it as like cognitive dissonance because your brain is, I mean, even if you are 
it doesn't matter how smart you are, how powerful you are in your regular life. I mean, I've talked to women who are hospital administrators or CEOs or whatever, who are dealing with a narcissistic partner. It it doesn't matter. It's, it, it, you know, like you said, it's a cult mentality. Mm-hmm. So you can't just go, well, I'm done over here. I'm gone. Yeah. You know, so I say step one, don't run. Step two, make a U-turn. Step three, break free. Because you really kind of, I, I call it like riding a ship. You know, yeah. you kind of, you have to very in 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 small steps turn it around face in then you're facing the other person and then you can break free mm. you know you can't just do it all at once because i feel like if you just tell somebody you got to do it all at once then they feel like a failure again yeah you know yeah and and you don't want anybody to feel like they're a failure or feel guilty or feel worse on themselves, you know, I mean, you know, I always tell people don't feel bad about choices that you made when you were in survival mode. Right. Yeah. You know, you're in, you got, you're here, you are where you are. They were really good at what they did as far as love bombing you into this situation. And, and then you made choices when you were in survival mode at the time. Right. So just step one, don't run, start creating boundaries. And the first set of boundaries is usually probably just, you can't speak to me that way, right? And just start recognizing what is going on in the situation, whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship, and start looking at it almost as a third party, as almost like observationally. When you can start looking at it from an observational point of view, almost as if you're like seeing it and going, I can see that you are upset. I can see that you're angry. We can resume this when you're mm-hmm. less upset. You know, observing their behavior rather than taking it personally. Yeah. Because recognizing that hurt people hurt people, you can't ever take anything anybody ever does personally. I mean, one of my favorite books, by the way, is The Four Agreements. Which oh my is- God, best book. <laughs> Yeah. Four agreements that you make with yourself. And one of them is never to take anything personally because the way people treat others is always a reflection of the way they feel about themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just start observing their behavior and you can even observe it to them. And, you know, one of the things I, I always say that you can say to them is I agree with you. I agree with you that that's what you think. I agree with you that you believe that. You know, you don't have to agree with shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree that that is your opinion. I love these, Rebecca, because I think, um, one, I think people think I have to get out of here. That that isn't actually, you'll have to go back and get your things. (laughs) Whatever that's your office debt. Like it's not always possible to run. Um, Second, I think what you're suggesting here is like just, putting those boundaries up, what a great muscle to practice and do and feel empowered when, and, and, and strengthen you to do that U-turn that you mentioned and then, and then break free. So I think that that's actually probably not what people would do for the first step, but as you meant, that way you explain it, it makes the most sense for people to feel strong and confident when they do leave. Yeah. Cause you know, the first step is just 
some boundaries in place, right? So, and, and, you know, if you are in a romantic situation, change your passwords, get your stuff together, make a plan, get a stash of cash, you know, whatever it is that you need to do, but that that's your first step. Mm -hmm. Right. And, 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 and even just boundaries, as far as how they're speaking to you, Mm -hmm. that's even that for some people is a big step, but that's a great step, a great step. And by the way, I have phrases for people if they want phrases for disarming narcissists that are free. Oh, I love that. We can yeah, put the link. Yeah, and they can go to disarmthenarc.com and get them for free. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes, everyone, because that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the one I just gave you, I agree with you, is on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. then step two, the U-turn. Like, yeah. what does that look like? So that's like the next step. And, and, you know, and in my slay methodology, which is strategy, leverage, anticipate and focus on you, that's sort of like all part of this. But, you know, you can't even start to create a strategy until you're like, okay, how can I start putting boundaries in place? Right. And so layered into this is, I can start to make a U-turn and I can start to build a strategy here, which is create a vision and a goal. And I know where I'm going and I can create action steps and I can, you know, start working toward those action steps and I can have, I can figure out what my leverage is going to be. And, you know, all of that is part of making that U-turn, right? Mm -hmm. And anticipating where the narcissist is going to go and be being two steps ahead of them. What kind of narcissist am I actually dealing with? Is it covert? Is it grandiose? Is it malignant? Because they each act a little bit differently and you can actually create a plan around each, each one, you know, and, um, and then the why is focusing on you and your mindset and you being on the offensive instead of the defensive all the time is so important because that's when you actually break free. Mm. And the bottom line is that the, the true breaking free, the true breaking free is understanding that there will always be narcissists in this world and they will always be toxic. And if you can be like, a tree that's sort of, you know, flexible and, but I stand here mm-hmm. and I don't move. You're there and you just kind of go around me and I don't, I see you and I smile and you don't have any effect on me. That's the true breaking free. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really re- where you want to go. Yeah. Because they're always going to be around. They're always going to be here. They, you know, they will. And I, you were right. And I, you know, what I keep coming back to is like, when we talk to different guests about different topics, the, what it all keeps coming down to is like, we have to know ourselves so well that we can own the space that we're taking up and not let, whether it's a narcissist or um, anyone, anyone push you around to like, okay, well, I can let the breeze, your words can breeze right by my leaves, but I'm, these are my roots and I'm standing here. And I think that like, that's so hard for so many people to trust that they get to take up their own space, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I mean, the truth of the matter is that 
I mean, when I went back to, I have a, a business coach that's also sort of my guru and, you know, she's been with me for years and years. And she, when I went back to her after I had dealt with this narcissist and she said to me, you know, Rebecca, it's not what narcissists say. It's how it lands for you. And I said, what? What does that mean? And she said, well, if somebody calls you a banana, you'd be like, well, I'm not a banana, so okay, whatever. But if they say something to you and it hurts you, it's because you feel something there. It's mm -hmm. something you still need to heal. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's not what they're saying. It's it's you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and really it's a signal to you. It's a message to you of what you still need to heal inside. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the, the beautiful thing. In some ways it's a gift. I mean, I got such a gift from this person because, you know, the, the true message in all of this is know who you are. Mm-hmm know who you are first. Yeah. And then and then when they come along you'd be like, okay, whatever. You mean nothing to me. Yeah. That is um I you know when people I I know people get a little upset like everything happens for you, but like if it if this situation helped you get to know yourself so much that like no other person can can just like disrupt you from where you are, like isn't I would say now the impact you're having because of that to help other people is kind of amazing. It's kind of like a, a, a thing that happened for you and, and for others. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that I'm perfect with that. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I always joke that I can never leave my thoughts unsupervised. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I understand they that. I'm an like Aquarius. Always be <laughs> like, you know, reminded I have to. You know, I, in, in fact, in the opening of, of my podcast, um, you know, because I have, it's called Negotiate Your Best Life. I always say the very first negotiation you have to do is with yourself for your own self-worth in the morning. Mm. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, you have to always be vigilant. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, because I think um, it might, from my perfectionist, you might be like, did it. Check the box. I remember I got really mad. Um, I was on, I was having a phone call with someone and in my family and I got really mad and I was so mad at myself for getting really mad. And I literally texted my therapist. I'm like, I need an emergency call. <laughs> and she said, I said, here's what happened. Here's what's going on. She's like, um, it's actually okay that you got mad at that person. What's not okay is that you got mad at yourself for getting mad at that person. And then she's like, so there is the highlighter for where we have to do some more work. And so it's just, I think, um, what is really amazing about dealing with people that frustrate us or narcissists or anything is like they are helping us see the places we have more work to do or we can go deeper with ourselves, how we can get to know ourselves more and then be a better person to those people who deserve to have those gifts shared with them. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I actually, in my new book, it's called Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with the Narcissist and Win. I actually thanked the narcissist. <laughs> what was and that like? Was and, that, and feel the good? Bullies. 
the people who bullied me as a kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, you got to be grateful. You have to have gratitude because, I mean, I am certainly not perfect. I still have a long way to go. I mean, you know, I, I, I have the perfectionist and control tendencies, which honestly, that to me, for, for me, I'm not speaking for you, speaking for me, is a signal of, you know, still dealing with worthiness issues, having to mm-hmm. hustle for your worthiness mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing, which I still struggle yeah. with too. And, you know, not, you know, wanting, just wanting to, you know, show up as myself and be authentic about that. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, it's still a, a, a thing that I, I want to really be um, the best I can at. Yeah. Isn't that funny? We're like the the perfectionists are trying to that are trying not to be perfectionists are trying to be the best at not being perfectionists. Yeah, which it's is so like true. It's, <laughs> it's like it's such a dichotomy, isn't it? Yeah, it really, it really is. Um I in the beginning of the show we talked about how like perfect is boring, like take messy action. Right. And so the reason I say this, because it's like a reminder to myself every day, like perfect is actually really boring. Like nobody really wants to like come into a perfect space. They don't know where to sit down. They don't know if they can touch anything. They don't know anything else. They don't want to mess with anything else. So, but I, but like you, it's like, we're not there yet. That's why I keep saying it. (laughs) So that I can, it's my own mantra. It's so true. It's so true. But, you know, just trying to show up as, as authentically as I can. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, really the, the most important thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, you mentioned your book and I definitely want to chat about it in a little bit, but, um, you mentioned you got to thank, you would like thank the bully and uh, not, what, not just them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> other people, too. other people. Um, what, what was that like when you put the pen to paper? Because I'm sure before you did that, like you done some work to, to like let that go. But like, what did it feel like to, to put that out in the, it's going to be out in the world forever for them to it see is. too. It's yeah. out in the world. Well, it, it is out there already in, in um, pre-order. Yeah. Yeah. So how did it feel to you? Did it feel freeing? Did it feel like empowering? Or were you like, yep, I, I'm so glad that I'm done with that. What did it feel like? Uh, it is, I am so excited about this book because I just really want it to help as many people as possible. I just, I know because of the unbelievable growth of my YouTube channel and the, the literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of texts and, e- and emails and DMs and messages that I get on, on a weekly basis of people, people whose lives I've touched. I mean, to be honest with you, like when I first started this whole journey, I had said to my husband, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to be the narcissism queen. Like, this is like, so not what I think I want to do. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to teach negotiation. That's what I'm going to do. And then when I started getting all of these messages of people who were like, I was going to commit suicide and mm-hmm. you saved me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saved me from losing my children. You saved me from being bullied at work or, you know, thing really unbelievable, powerful messages. I was really starting to feel like so humbled at the role that I've been playing just through my messages, through my videos, through my courses, through my, all, all the things that I've been doing. 
And I just thought, okay, maybe I was meant to do this. And so I'm so excited about this book. Yeah. I feel like the stars have aligned in so many ways. Chris Voss actually wrote the foreword for me. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just so excited. I mean, from two and a half years ago to just like going on a you going on YouTube to like share this one thing and <laughs> while while you couldn't do anything else it's kind of a, it's actually really amazing and um thank you for sharing like that process of like do I want to be this person I I I think not an, a lot of people know that most people do question like is this the right thing is this where I want to go and and those messages it's so empowering it's almost like all the stars align so you could be this person for all those people who need it right now yeah. Yeah. I, and we get so many more. I, I mean, I hired a COO, um, at the beginning of this year and he sends me the messages every day. You know, you've got to read this one. You've got to read that one. And, and I'm like, I know, I know. I, and he's like, cause at the beginning when he first started with me, he's like, I've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen anything like this, but the impact you have is unbelievable. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I know. And, and so that's what keeps me going. Yeah. I mean, that's what really is what they inspire me. Yeah. They inspire me. I understand that. Rebecca, I'm so grateful to have you. We're going to take a brief break and we're going to find out people can pre-order your book, find you, follow you, listen to your podcast and all of that. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash beit. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right. Well, I, for one, I'm so grateful that you 
went from teaching people negotiation, negotiating with narcissists, because I have learned so much watching your journey over these last couple of years. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel I feel just like, you know, a fly on the wall before, but now it's just really fun to see your face and have this conversation before I let you go. Where can people find you, follow you, get your book, all those things? So the best place is my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Rebecca Zung ESQ. And my Instagram is at Rebecca Zung and I have TikTok and LinkedIn and all that good stuff too. My website is there and my book is in pre-order and you can definitely get that at slaythebully.com. And if you pre-order it from there and do all the things that it says to do on that website, you get like almost $400 in bonuses, which is really pretty cool. So definitely check it out. That's amazing. We'll put all those in the show notes because you all have to do this. I'm so excited for for, um, every one of them to have access to that. Okay. You've given us so much great information and I really do enjoy this step, the tips you've given us, but beat action. I was before I let you go bold, executable, intrinsic targeted steps people can take to be it till they see it. What do you have for us? I would definitely say the things that I had mentioned, which is, you know, the step one, don't run step two, make a U-turn step three, break free. You know, the one thing that I want to, to leave people with is that you and you alone define your value. And I just want to tell like a 30 second story, if you don't mind. I don't. Um, I had been a lawyer for about eight years. And then I went and was a financial advisor, wealth advisor with Morgan Stanley for about two years. And then I went back to start my law practice. I had a friend who was leaving town and she left me her law practice. She basically like said, here you go, you can have it. And I was like, okay, this is the way I can start my law practice. and. But I was practicing in Naples, Florida, which is kind of a smaller community, but a very affluent sort of community that where all professionals know each other. And I had that business coach that I was mentioning to you. And I said, everybody is going to think I am such a flake. I said, you know, I I was a a lawyer and then I was a financial advisor and now I'm back to being a lawyer. And I said, everybody's going to think I am such a flake. And she said, Rebecca, people will think what you tell them to think. She said, you can tell them to think that you are a flake. Or you can tell them to think that you are the only attorney that has a financial background. Which story? So you're actually more qualified than any other family law attorney in town. which story would you like to tell? And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll tell that story. And so within two years, I had actually the top family law practice in Florida. And I was representing billionaires and celebrities and all kinds of people who very clearly were not going to be hiring a flake. (laughs) But I had to show up that way. And if I had showed up as apologetic, I'm a flake, you know, that's how people would have seen me. Mm-hmm. And so I really, I love to tell people this because people will think what you tell them to think. You and you alone define your value. And maybe it's not an actionable step, but it is such a very, very important lesson that how you show up is everything. 
Yeah. And so it is, it's a negotiation step. It's a everything step. And so you and you alone define your value and people will think what you tell them to think. Mm. I think it's a pretty bold one. I I would put that under the bold category. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I want to leave people with. Uh Rebecca, thank you so very much for being here. Um, I'm so excited for your book to come out. I will be getting it because um, after recently going through a bullying experience of my own, I'm like, okay, where's all the bully information? (laughs) Where are the bully foundations I can donate to? No one should go through this. So I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here. Everyone, how are you going to use these tips in your life? Tag Rebecca Zung, tag the Be It Pod, share this with a friend who you know has a narcissist in their life. You can just like slide it into their text messages so that they can just listen to it um, and help them out with whatever situation they're in. Thank you all. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Semena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website. And finally to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. 
And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are going to be at pod.com slash coffee. And you know, cheers to you and I every morning we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo.